You must not be turning with me. Deuteronomy chapter number 11. Uh, I believe God's got, got something on my heart this morning to be an encouragement. When you find your place, if you would please stand out of reverence, out of respect to God's Word. Deuteronomy chapter number 11. You find your place, amen. 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 Deuteronomy chapter number 11, verse number 10 through verse number 12. The Bible said this, For the land which thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out. Where thou sowedest thy seed, and waterest it with thy foot, as a garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go to possess it, is the land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. The Bible said, A land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. I don't know about you, but I like it in verse number 10 where the Bible said, For the land whither thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence you came out. Let's pray. Your Lord, most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we thank you, God, so much for this privilege, this opportunity, God, just to be able to bow our heads to you this morning. Father God, we thank you for the good singing. God, thank you for the Bickmore family being here this morning. Thankful for our church members being here this morning. God, we just pray, Lord, that uh, you would just help us, God, in this uh, preaching hour. Father, we pray, God, that you give me exactly what's needed. And Father God, may you just encourage us to keep going for you. Father God, we love you. We thank you. Father, it's in Jesus' In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I'm going to preach on this thought this morning. Having joy in the land we possess. Having joy in the land we possess. Well, by way of introduction, I'm going to give you a little more history on this book of Deuteronomy before we get started. And then we'll get into the context of our Scripture and get the message. So, as you and I once again open up this book of Deuteronomy, the thing that you would find if you were to study it out this morning is that the author of this book, who is Moses, by the way, is giving a set of speeches this morning. And what he's doing here is he's telling these people here goodbye. He is getting ready uh, to lead them and Joshua is getting ready to lead them, alright? So he tells the children of Israel, of Israel goodbye and the children of Israel, he also lets the children of Israel know what they're to do when Moses dies here and Joshua leads them. Now, you'll see a man by the name of Joshua in the next book over. And what he's going to do is that he's going to lead the people over Jordan and he's going to take them into the land of Canaan, alright? But as you and I come to our text this morning, you'll notice that all throughout the book of Deuteronomy, you'll see that Moses has told the children of Israel there's a land that flows with milk and with honey and it's a land that God is going to give unto the children of Israel. We know that. So it'll be their land for the taking. But it'll be a land in which they can be cursed in or it'll be a land in which they can be blessed in. May I say to you this morning, in the land that God has given you and me to live in this morning, uh, we can be blessed in or we can be cursed in. Amen. All right, we can have God's blessing on our land or we can have God's curses on our land. Or hats on the way to enjoy the land this morning is the same way that they had to do, and that is they had to obey God. Or I, I'm telling you, you'll get a whole lot farther with God if you obey God. 
So you, you can walk with God by obeying God. But that's the same way for you and I. But the thing that I've found out in life, the thing I'm still learning, is it pays off a whole lot better if you and I will just obey the Master. Alright? So the fact, uh, uh, that fact will work for many things as you and I walk through this Christian life. But while on this subject of enjoying the land God has blessed you and I with this morning, I'm afraid there are many people who are saved and born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, on their way to heaven, but they are not enjoying the land that God has put them in. There's a lot of folks in our day who are walking around in defeat, walking around with a pooched out lip, walking around with their arms folded, walking around complaining, not enjoying the land that God has given them. That's where we're at this morning, is it not? I'm telling you in 2021, we can enjoy the land God's given us. Alright, so I see a lot of people who say they're a child of God. But instead of walking around in victory, instead of walking around with a smile on their face, they're walking in defeat. That's right. You know what? This morning, I don't want you to walk out of the building in defeat. The devil wants you to walk around in defeat. God wants you, as Brother James done said, to walk around in victory. I'm glad you can have victory this morning. Amen. You can have it. It's yours. But the thing I believe God would have you and I that are safe to do is to walk around with a smile on our face, shouting victory. This world's not our home, Brian. Heaven is our home if you're safe. But as you and I come to Deuteronomy again, we see that Moses is going to have to tell the people goodbye. But before he does that, he tells them how God wants them to live in the land here. Alright? So he wants them to have victory while they're there. Alright? So in this book of Deuteronomy, it has many things mentioned in it. You can see the Ten Commandments written down. Uh, you would see this morning, it shows you and I the importance of passing down God's law to the next generation. That's important as well. And the first generation of Israelites uh, just would not believe and obey God. We know that. So the first generation there, God killed them or allowed them to die. And then that second generation come in the land of, uh, uh, land of Canaan. Alright? So, God has given you and I that are saved, born again, uh, saved and are born again, a land that flows with milk and honey this morning, a land of peace and joy this morning, but the problem is, you and I are not enjoying the land like we could. It's in the book of Deuteronomy that we see the talk of a better land. And you see that all throughout the book. Well, let's look at our context in here in chapter number 11. Now, as you and I come to chapter number 11... Uh, we're going to see that the theme of this chapter is the promised land that God had in store for those Israelites. We're going to see this morning how this land was not like the land of Egypt in which they come out of. Friend, that right there makes me want to shout. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm not living in Egypt anymore. All right, But they are getting ready to make a departure into that great land. But before they do, God is wanting to let them in on some things they ought to know that they ought to do in that land. Yeah. Now the very first thing they were to do in that land is they were to be committed to the God who gave it to them. Well, look at your Bible. Bible says in verse number 1, Therefore thou shalt love the Lord thy God and keep His charge and His statutes and His judgments and His commandments always. They were to be committed. Uh, they were to keep God's commandments and charges for a short, not for a short time, but the Bible said always. 
Always. Without end. That's exactly what you and I, we fail, we fall short, but you and I are to try our best to live for God. We're to be committed. All right? So I want to say this. If God says something's wrong in our day, then it's still wrong. I don't care what government says. I don't care what a, a family says. If God says something wrong, it's wrong. The Bible said, I'm the Lord. I change not. His ways have not changed. His people shouldn't change. Amen. Well, the children of Israel were to obey the Lord their God. Then we see us talking to this older generation here because they had seen the things God had done. Look at your Bible. So responsibilities laid upon them. In verses 2 and 7, the Bible said, Know ye this day, for I speak not with your children which have not known, and which have not seen the chastisement of the Lord your God, His greatness, His mighty hand, and His stretched out arm, and His miracles and His acts which He did in the midst of Egypt, unto Pharaoh the king of Egypt and all his land. And what He did to the army of Egypt, unto their horses, unto their chariots, how He made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you, and how the Lord had destroyed them unto this day. And what He did to you in the wilderness until you came into this place. And what He did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up in their households and their tents and all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen all the great acts of the Lord which He did. Amen. That older generation... Well, surpass it to the younger generation. May I say this morning, what we are passing to the younger generation, if we're not careful, is a bunch of people that are living miserably in the land that God's given us. Right. And then we sit back and we look over time and we say, why in the world won't young ones come to the house of God? Well, you and I can't live miserably and expect them yeah. to have what we got. Right Alright, so that's not going to work, okay? But they were to pass it down. The Bible also said here in verses 8 through 9, Therefore shall you keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land, whether you go to possess it, and that you may prolong your days. In the, this is for Israel. That, uh, and, and you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed, a land that floweth with milk and honey. Now, up to this point in time in our Bible, uh, God was telling them all they had saw and knew in Egypt. But now He's telling them about another land. How many of you can look back at Egypt now and man say, I saw what God was doing down in Egypt. Can you see what God brought you out of? But I'm glad this morning we ain't living in Egypt. We're living in another land this morning. Yeah. Hey, man, look at your Bible this morning. Up to this point, God's telling them what He's done in Egypt, but now He's telling them about another land. The Bible says in verses 10 through 12, For the land whither thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from which ye came out, where thou sowedest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. A land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. Here's this man of God named Moses. And he's explaining to the children of Israel about the land which they are getting ready to go into. Now he tells them that this is way different from the land they were in before. 
God tells the people all that. Let's read verse 13 through 15. We'll try to mosey along here. The Bible said, It shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, to serve Him with all your heart, with all your soul. And I'll give you the rain of your land in due season. In His due season. Now listen closely. The first rain and the latter rain. That thou mayest gather in thy corn, thy wine, and thine oil. And I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. God tells the people that, and then He gives a warning. The Bible said this in verses 16 through 17. Take heed to yourselves, that your heart be not deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and, be shut, and He shut up the heaven, that there be no rain. And that the land yield not her fruit unless she perish quickly from all the good land which the Lord giveth you. You and I ought to take heed to ourselves and the land. Then we ought to do what verse 18 said, where the Bible said, Therefore shall you lay up these words in your heart and your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. God said this. He said, Bind up these words, and I'm saying to you, and keep them before you to take heed to yourself how you live in the land. Well, the next verse tells them to do to teach these things to their children, as I said earlier, so they can join the so they can enjoy the blessing of the land as well. Amen. You and I just so happen to be living this morning in a land of blessing if you're saved. Yeah. But the thing that concerns me the most this morning about Christians is they're not fully enjoying the benefits that God has for them Amen. in the land. Yeah. I'm telling you this morning, I want you to be able to walk out of God's house and say, I am fully enjoying Amen. what God is going to do for me. Yeah. What God has done for me. We are living in a day where we are walking around like our dog just got shot. And we're walking around today like we lost our best friend, but our best friend, his name's Jesus. Yeah. He ain't lost yeah. us and we ain't lost him. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you this morning, friend, uh, we walk around our heads up down because we're not living in victory. Yeah, that's right. I want you to have victory at Mount View Baptist Church this morning. We ought to change our name to Victory Baptist Church. Amen. Yeah. I want to give you three little things this morning God's given me. Number one, I want to look at the correct meaning of Canaan. Number two, I want to look at the condition of Canaan. And number three, I want to look at the claim of Canaan. Now, let's begin. Let's look, number one, at the correct meaning of Canaan. Now, the Bible said, verses 10 through 12, For the land with the excuse me, whether thou goest in to possess it, is not as the land of Egypt from whence she came out, where thou sowedest thy seed, and waterest it with thy foot as the garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water the rain of heaven. A land which the Lord thy God careth for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. Now I'm going to slow down. This land that's known as Canaan this morning is a very good land, wouldn't you say? And the children of Israel were going to eventually get to this land. But as good as this part of the land is, this land this morning does not represent a place called heaven. And I want you to understand that. I know we'll sing the song to Canaan's land. I'm on my way where the soul 
fall to bed and never dies. But friend, I'm telling you this morning, the only problem with the song is this, is if you'll notice in your Bible and you'll study it out, there are people who die in Canaan's land. Alright? There's people die there. Yes, the land's good, but the land's not heaven. Alright? Not only do the people die in the land of Canaan, there are people who get cast out of the land of Canaan as well. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm glad I can get cast out of heaven. Amen. I like it, don't you? God ain't going to give you something and cast you out of there. Hallelujah. Alright. So not only do people get cast out, but it cannot be a type of Canaan because there's fighting in the land of Canaan too. Now, I don't know about you. I know how us Baptists are and, and we like to fight down here sometimes. And I, I think some of us do like to fight. But anyway, we get saved. I'm just thinking at you. But listen to me. I'm not going to a place where there's going to be a bunch of bickering and there's going to be a bunch of fighting and there's going to be a bunch of arguing. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I get there. There's going to be no more fighting. Hey, there's going to be no more war. There's a place where God not had to fight any battles. Amen. The battles done been won. Hey, friend, there ain't going to be none of that over there. Well, that's the place where the saved the earth will have a new body. Amen. I'm not going to have a body that's going to creak every day and crack. I'm not going to a place where I'm going to have to wait. I may not even sleep in heaven. I don't know. I may not even get tired, but I'm telling you, my body ain't going to ache no more in heaven. Amen. So, as good as a place as Canaan is, Canaan is not a type of heaven in your Bible, okay? The land of Canaan is a land that was full of foes. Heaven will be a place full of friends. Hallelujah. And every city in Canaan in which the children of Israel had to enter in, they had to fight with their enemies. Alright? But I sure am glad when you and I that are saved, we're going to a land where we'll never fight again. Hey, we won't need a pistol on our side no more. We won't have to worry about defending our holes. Bye bye, what a land heaven's going to be. Hey, I like it. We won't have to worry about somebody knocking at your door trying to take your guns away. We won't even need them there. But Canaan is not a type of heaven. Because every time they had to take a part of the land, they had to take the land by storm, lest God brought a miracle by and took care of it for them. So we see that in the land of Canaan. I see this though. That's where you and I are living right now. There's God who fight every battle for them. Hey, there's God who they can ring the prayer bells of heaven and God will come down and fight the battle. Hey friend, it's this land of Canaan that the children of Israel had to be warriors. They had to fight for their inheritance. Uh, they had to conquer the giants in the land. And if you'll remember the spies, they went out to spy the land. We're going somewhere. They went out to spy the land. They said, they're, they're like grasshoppers. There's a multitude of them. Boy, in this land of Canaan, sometimes there's a multitude yeah, of problems. There's a multitude of things that we go through. Uh, friend, uh, listen, when you and I get to that land called heaven, that place is a place where there'll never be no more trouble. Yeah, that's right. Hey, friend, I'm looking forward to it. It's in the place called heaven. You and I will be able to put away the swords and all that. There'll never be any more innocent blood spilled in heaven. No more abortions uh, uh, this morning. This land of Canaan had all this. They had wars and all that. And I'm glad this world's not my home. Amen. But that friend, I'm telling you this morning. I'm glad that in the land God has blessed you and me with you. There's one goes with us ever still. Amen. Amen. He'll never leave you. Nor forsake you. Never leave you begging bread. Amen. It's right where you and I are living right now. If you're saved and born again. And now I'd say this. You can either enjoy the land. 
Or you can endure the labor. It's up to you. You can have victory. Or you can walk around defeat. It's up to you. But you and I that possess land this morning, what does that word mean? The word possess means to have the just and legal title. It means ownership or property of a thing. It means to own, to hold the title of, as the rightful proprietor or to hold both the title and the thing. Now God's given you and I land this morning in which you and I can possess. We've got the title because He does. We can have the land this morning. We can have the victory this morning of the land that flows with milk and honey. But are you just are you enjoying the land or are you just simply getting by? You say, God, in my Christian walk, I'm just simply getting by. I live a life of defeat. I know I'm going to heaven. Friend, you can live in victory. Egypt is the type of the world. Now I'm glad God has given you and I a better land. The thing that the children of Israel had to do is this. In the land of Egypt, they had to work without ceasing. Get a hold of this. Uh, They were to work without getting paid. So they did not even get paid, but they never made any profit. And all they ever felt in Egypt is a continual pain that never leave them. In Egypt, they had to work from morning to dawn. They were in bondage and in slavery. Hey, friend, friend, I'm glad that when God finally brought them up and out of Egypt, shows they were delivered. If you're saved by God's grace this morning, ain't you glad the bondage is gone? Hey, there was a time when we just had in sin, lost in sin, and we toiled all day and we toiled all night and we couldn't get peace. But friend, I'm glad that God brought us out of Egypt, aren't you, into a far better land. I'm telling you this morning, you can enjoy. You can enjoy being saved. Hey friend, listen, it's after that they had to go through the wilderness where they'd had fear and they had doubt. They wavered from their faith there for 40 years. It's where they were in concession with God. It's where they lost uh, a trust for God. And it just so happens many Christians instead of living in Canaan are in the wilderness right now. God brought them out of Egypt over to the land of Kadesh Barnea. They were right on the verge of stepping into the land. There's many Christians right on the verge of stepping into the land. They can't possess. Oh, friend. Just so many Christians are that way this morning. Many have gotten out of Egypt, been saved, born again, wandering around in the wilderness like the children of Israel did 40 years, walking around in circles. They could be living in the land of rest this morning. Hey, friend, listen, there are many of the Lord's people, but they have not come into the Canaan. What is it? Canaan is a place where you can have a sure faith in God. Yeah. Oh, sure faith. Not a, a wavering faith. And I know that's hard, amen, but you can be there. Maybe you're here this morning, this is describing you. Well, see, that wilderness was a land of doubt. Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? What the saying? Hey, yeah, He can. Hey, man, but listen, maybe you're here and this is describing you. If it is, why don't you get back to the land of Canaan? Right. You remember when you first got saved? How many friends it felt like you could uh, go into hell with a water pistol and beat the devil? Amen. Amen. And why don't you get your joy back? Why don't you get it back? Friend, listen to me. Living in the land of Canaan. Well, we've looked, number one, the correct meaning of Canaan. We've seen that. The correct meaning of Canaan is not heaven. 
But it's a place that you and I that are saved are living in right now. So what are we living in, preacher? Well, let's look, number two, at the condition of Canaan. Look at your Bible. Now, hold on just a second. As you and I look at the condition, what you and I will find is the condition there is so much better than what we had down in Egypt. All right? The Bible said in verse number 10, For the land whither thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt from whence she came out, where thou sowedest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. What this land of Canaan sets before us this morning is this. It sets before us of the state of the child of God after we have a attain that saving faith by grace in the Lord Jesus Christ and when you and I begin to have confidence in a thrice holy God. It's down in the land of Canaan where the child of God is no longer careful about the things of this life and the things of this world. Abraham were more worried with the world that's to come. Now in this land of Canaan this morning is where the child of God does not water the ground with his foot. But it's where you and I that are saved have come to this land where it drinks up the water of the rain of heaven. We're going somewhere. Hold on. So that's what this verse said, but now you and I are going to look at what it means. All right? Before we do, let's read another verse. The Bible said in verse number 12 that this is a land which the Lord thy God careth for, for the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it from the beginning of the year even unto the end of the year. That's the difference between Canaan and the land of Egypt. And the land of Canaan this morning is where we're at. So it's the people living down in Egypt who have had no change of heart, had no change in their life. They're in bondage in sin today. But friend, their position is this. They're lost and on their way to hell. But friend, if you're Satan and born again, you ain't on your way to hell. You're on your way to heaven this morning. You brought out the land of Egypt. You're not a slave anymore. You don't have to bow down to see him. Amen. You live for Christ. Amen. I'm glad of that, aren't you? Amen. We're going somewhere. The difference between the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan is that in Canaan we have a God who cares about us. Now, he was there in Egypt brought us out. But He protects us. He's with us. Now, even though He protected us while we were in that land, it's now in Canaan. You and I have a relationship with God the Son, God the Father, and God the Holy Ghost. Way down there in Egypt one day, I'm glad God came my way. Hey, in the middle of a bar, come by my little wife's way. Said, you got to go to church. I didn't understand it. But oh, friend, I get it now. I'm telling you, friend, this morning, and way down there in Egypt, there was a God who loved you enough to bring you out of it and take you to the land of Canaan where you can enjoy the land of blessing. You can enjoy what I'm feeling right now. Friend, I'm telling you this morning, I was in Egypt one day, but the blood of Christ brought me out. Hey, ain't you glad this morning that you ain't down there? Hey, friend, you need to shout about it if you want to. It'll be alright. The Bible said in John 8 and 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. The government don't want you to be free. They're trying to take away all of our stuff, our privileges we got in America today. They're chipping away. But I'm glad we're free. Amen. If you're saved, you're free. Amen. You are free. Yes, free indeed. The Christian has a different condition than what we have down in Egypt. Ain't you glad? Well, because now instead of looking to the things of this world, you and I can look to heaven. Amen. Listen at me now. Uh, this is where we'll get our help. The Bible says in Psalm 121 verse number 2, My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. 
So what that means this morning is that you and I that are saved and born again, we shouldn't look to the things of this world to sustain us, shouldn't look to the things of the world to help us, but you and I can look to heaven above. Well, is that not what the Bible said? It said the reign of heaven is how they got their help from over the land of Canaan. Know what the Bible said? Read the text again. Verses 10 through 11. For the land whither thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt. From whence she came out, where thou sowedest thy seed, and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land whither ye go to possess, it is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water from the rain of heaven. You get hold of that. Egypt was a place of toil. It was hard to get rain there in those days, and what they'd do over that land is they'd set up a water wheel. Water, how they watered with their foot. I thought about that. Had to look somebody a whole lot smarter than I was. But here what he, here's what he said. In those days, Egypt seen no rain from heaven. So they make a windmill, a water mill, and they pump the water in by foot. They had to toil and they had to labor to get the water there. Yeah. Now look here. Alright, so it's been said that when this was written, they had never seen rain. The only way they could get water was from earthly sources, earthly pleasures, earthly ways. The only hope the land of Egypt had was the hope that can be found in the world. And in the world, there's no hope. The Bible said this in Ephesians 2, 12 and 13. That at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. There's no hope down there. The only the way to get water is to do it yourself. Amen. There was a time in which you and I were like the people of Egypt trying to get water for ourselves. Amen. Trying to do everything on our own. Amen. But I'm glad one day God brought us into the land where it drinks something yeah. from heaven. Hey, friend, we don't have to do it. And God supplies her anyway. Yeah. Amen. Boy, I like it, don't you? Yeah. You and I don't have to work and toll anymore. The work was done on Calvary. You you can't save yourself. It's done. Done did. Done done. I like it. Friend, listen to me. When they pierced Jesus Christ in the side, what came out? We're drinking from the water, from the rain of heaven. Amen. When they pierced him in the side, blood and water come out. Hallelujah, Freya. The Bible said in Revelation 21, verses 6 through 7, And he said to me, It is done. I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. It's free. Amen. You don't have to toil. You don't have to labor. But I'm glad you grab hold of the horns of the altar and go to God in prayer. And God will help you every time. Oh, Freya. And all we can do is ask. And ain't got to toil for it or nothing. Amen. Just so happens this morning, the water of the world, that water will never satisfy. Boy, I'm glad I got home water one day. That yeah. satisfied my thirsty soul. Thank God. Oh, friend. Are you enjoying the land this morning? You and I that are saved ain't trusting in some unknown stream. See, over there in Egypt, they had a stream. They didn't care where they really got it from as long as they got water in. Unknown stream. Friend, our water comes from the great God of heaven. Amen. I'm glad that He supplies our every need. 
You and I don't have to work for it, but I'm glad that we can just rest in what Jesus Christ has done for us. Now, I understand you've got to come to work or you ain't going to eat. That's what the Bible said. But ain't you glad that really when you start thinking about it, well, who gave you a job to start with? God did. So really, if you just rest in Him, He'll supply you every need. Who is it that provided the last meal that you ate? God did. Who is You see, we can't enjoy the land this morning because we're so caught up in self. And we say, oh, I worked all week to provide. No, God has given you a job to provide with. And He provides it every time. Hey, when there's no money in the bank account, and when you don't think that you're going to bank it, who's that that comes by? Yeah. It's Jesus. Boy, I like living in the land of Canaan, don't you? Friend, it's like when you and I are outside working right when the sweat's rolling down our eyes. And right when you... Man, I, I do work sometimes. <laughs> but right when it's rolling down your eyes, and, and boy, you got to fight to get the sweat up and then your old tongue dries up. Yeah. You get that awful taste in your mouth. And then all of a sudden, you get you a drink of water. Oh my. Woo, that feels good, don't it? But you know what? How about when the bank account's dried up? Yeah, oh, how about when the hills are so high that you can't hardly climb? How about when the yeah. valley's so low that you can't hardly go? I'm telling you, where's the water come from? Yeah. Could you imagine them people over there in the land of Egypt trying to pump water in the hills and valleys? I mean, look, for me. look at your Bible. Oh, my. Man, God showed me this, and I hope you're as excited about it as I am. Let me find the verse. <coughs> we'll find it in a minute. Here it is. In verse 11, But the land where ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water into the rain, uh, drinketh water of the rain of heaven. That means in every valley, there's the water. That means in every hill, there's the water. And it gets in there. Amen. And all you can do is say, God's been good in the valley and in the hill. I'm telling you, friend, we live in a land that drinks from the water of heaven. And all we got to do is fling ourselves on Him and rest. Boy, I like it, don't you? Could you imagine seeing as they try to push the water up the hills? Boy, sometimes we try to climb the hill ourselves. I've been guilty. God, I got this. We're okay. We're mountain people. You can be honest. God, I got this. We're all right. And then we realize that we ain't. And then we realize that He does. Oh, Fred, I'm glad I'm in Canaan's land. Hey, I'm glad you and I are serving the God who's above every valley. He's above every hill. And He sees it from far off up there. And still sends His rain every time. Every single time. Has God been good to you this morning? Amen. Notice again, the Bible said this in verse 12, A land which the Lord thy God careth for. For the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year, even until the end of the year. Amen. Let's look number three at the claim of Canaan. So not only does God give rain in the land of Canaan, but it says that His eyes are always upon it. That means there's not one thing, church, that's happened to you this year 
that God has saved. Yeah. That's right. Boy, I like it. Amen. I like it. Listen, man. I know some of you have been through some trials. I know some of you have been through some struggles. I know some of you have been through some heartache. But I'm telling you about a God in heaven this morning. Amen. Who's always been there. He's seen where you've been. And He's in control the whole time. Hey, Alyssa had cancer. Look where she's sitting at this morning. Who's in the land with her? Who's with you? God. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Boy, I like living in Canaan, don't you? Some of you just had to face the loss of your loved ones. Yeah. Been a tough year. Hey, COVID spread around the church. Look where you at this morning. Amen. God brought you through from the water of the reign of heaven. Oh, friend, listen to me. The thing that we must do this morning is you and I must take the good with the bad. And look at it overall. How's this your be? Amen. Has God been good? I lost my stepmom and my grandma. But I knew where they were at. I know where they were at. Amen. God's been good. Amen. I know I'll see them again. God's been good. I'm telling you, friend, I'd rather live in Canaan than live in Egypt anymore. Yeah. I'd rather live in Canaan and walk around with my head hung down every day. That's right. Who's with you in the land? Amen. Well, God is. Now don't you get a hold of something in your Bible. Now all that's left that you can say at the, at the end of the year is that God has watered the hills and God's watered the valleys. He's been there through thick and through thin. Has God been good to His people? He let us make it. He's given rain in due time. Save souls here at the church. They're not here this morning because they said that they're young to see. They let me know where they're at. He's let us see some things happen. And that comes from the water of heaven. Get a hold of this. The Bible also said in verses 13 through 14. Listen now. And it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments which I command you this day. To love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Listen. That I'll give you the rain of your land in His due season. The first and the latter. What do you mean, preacher? The first and the latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy all. That means that our God in heaven will give you and I just exactly what we need each and every day and each and every year. And as good as this year's been, God's provided the rain. I'm telling you, friend, if God don't call us home, the rain's going to be just as good as next year. Hey, friend, He's going to provide. He's going to take care. The Bible still said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I'm telling you, He's giving us rain. And don't give us more rain and more rain and more rain. Hey, ain't you glad you're living in the land of Canaan? Yeah. Amen. Oh, friend. Oh, friend. If you and I get hold of that, it'll make a Baptist shout. He's given us rain every single time. Has He not always come through for you? Amen. Even when we took off, God's still been there. Yeah. He's been there. And He's provided that rain in the hill and in the valley. 
I want you to look over this year as a whole. I believe that you'll see the water from heaven. I believe you'll see that God sent the rain each and every time you need it. Oh, friend, I'm glad I'm living in Canada. I'm glad that God sees every time we go through something. Boy, He sends the rain every single time. And He gives us the water to keep on going. Boy, it's good to be in Canaan, ain't it? Ain't you glad that God brought you out of where you was? You ain't living in Egypt no more, friend. You got a God that cares about your life, cares about your family, cares about your problems, cares about your situation. Cares about everything that you go through. Yeah. We ain't living in Egypt where the dead have slain. We're living in Canada where God's in complete and full and in full That's right. control. Yeah. Thank God. I like it, don't you? Hey. Believe I'll just stay in Canaan. Hey, just rest in the land. Rest upon Jesus. Throw yourself like you do in your recliner after a hard day's work. You just throw yourself back, don't you? Don't just throw your back on him. Don't turn your back on him. Throw yourself back on him and just rest. Rest. He's got it all under control. It's all his anyway. It's all his. Rest in him. In the land of Canaan, that's where all doubt is conquered. Do you doubt that he's going to come back? He's coming back. In the land of Canaan, it's where all fears come. If we just learn to rest in him. Well, that's hard to do. But I want to try my best to live in Canaan. But are you enjoying your salvation? Or have you been down? Have you been out? Have you got the pooch lip, folded your arms? Crossed on it. Said, God, I'm done. Hey, I'll tell you something. You're living in a land that God cares for. That God loves. Amen. Friend, He's never going to leave us. Yeah. And never forsake us. Are you enjoying the land? Boy, I enjoy it. Amen. I'm glad I'm not in Egypt. God's given us rain each and every time that we've needed it. Even when you didn't know what to do. And you threw your hands up. Said, God, I can't do this. He can. He has every time. Let's all stand with our heads bowed with our eyes closed this morning, if you will. I'm done.